0: the Thames Valley one more time across the Thames Valley this this
1: is River Radio
2: well now for some pop
1: music try this hello and welcome to the hitbox River Radio's Tuesday night gaming show my name's Tom and I'm joined by my two co-hosts first of all Gabriel how are you Gabriel I'm very good Tom how are you yeah I'm not too bad how was your weekend
0: yeah, really good. Got up to, uh, went out, um, and yeah, basically recovered for the rest of the weekend, and <laughs> here I am.
1: Brilliant. Billy, how are we? Yeah, I'm all good, it's all good. You have a good weekend too? Yes. Did you get up too much? Uh, not really. Just a bit ah, busy doing dear. some uni work. Oh, Very nice, very nice. Brilliant. Okay, right. Rundown of the show, guys. We're starting off with Game of the Month. That's come back into rotation this week. I'm very excited about that greatest games of 2014 is up after that I know for a fact there are a bunch of games this year that I've been what been playing since since they were released that's sort of the year where I could say I definitely got my own money and went out to the shops and bought myself the games rather than having uh, friends and family get them for for Christmas so yeah this year is sort of Games on release that I've, that I've bought, at least. i, I do not not too sure about either of you two, but that's definitely oh, yeah, the case I for me. I echo
0: that, Tom, completely, yep. yeah. Brilliant,
1: brilliant. Okay, and then finally, after we finish finished that, just the same as every week, we are talking about the news. We're having a news roundup there, which Gabriel and Billy, so kindly every week, collect two pieces of information and tell me what's been going on, because I'm super lazy. Right, so... I'm going to start with you, Billy, for, for Game of the Month. I'm pretty sure last month we started with Gabriel, so or it might have even been me, to be fair, so we'll give you a go.
2: So I've been talking about this for a while, because we just missed it last time we did, we did Game of the Month. Uh, so it has to be Total War Warhammer 3 for me this month. Uh, it's It's been an interesting one. So I have to be honest, I don't think it's as good as as Total War Warhammer 2. Ooh, there's there's wow. a couple of answers. Yeah. There's there's a couple of reasons. So the the first reason is that frankly I've, I've come to this one a lot earlier in the production cycle than I came to Total War: Amateru, and obviously that that obviously makes a difference because they've out everything. Um, They're all that a patch recently. I haven't played since since uh, then, so I, I'll need to get back on it and see how they've changed things. Um, but part of it is also that I am, as you know, like a single player scrub all the time, and the campaign in this one is just not as good. There's a lot more time pressure. there's a lot more sort of expectation for you to go out and, and play the way the game is sort of forcing you to, whereas in two, you could sort of sit back and relax. There are like interfering with what your opponents are doing, and there just really isn't in this one, which I, I don't think I quite enjoy as much.
1: I, yeah, I don't have um, too much to, uh, too much to say on this on this game, considering I've never played any of the others. So I think Gabriel, you're the only person that can really relate with what Billy's saying.
0: I mean, t- to be honest, I haven't. I haven't actually gone out and got the new uh, Total War game yet. To be fair, um, mm-hmm. I need to. I've been wanting to, but then again, having heard what you've just said, Billy, I, you know, I don't even know whether. I mean, I really should get it. Um, the main thing that I think that a lot of the time these games rely on is the law and just the fact that a lot of the people playing these games are going to be into it, and therefore, s- sometimes I think. Maybe if I were to jump on this game, I'd be so distracted and it being this universe that I love so much that maybe I would ignore these things. But, you know, like I said, I haven't played it, so I can't really give too much input.
2: And I, I don't want to like slag like me off because it, it is still really one word and they have definitely listened to community and gone like, oh, these are things you guys were complaining about in the last game. We're going to you know, like fix that. And there's there's different things that I'm bringing, like little quality of life improvements. Like it will save your army uh like formations
1: between battles and stuff that I'm I'm really enjoying now. I was gonna ask this to you, Billy. Do you think it's a just a whole improvement on the second game? I know you said it's you don't think it's as good, but you, you know it could be for various reasons as why you don't think it's better than the second one. But do you think it's like overall is it an improvement in terms of the mechanics and the gameplay and the the graphics and and so on? Uh, I I mean it definitely runs I think a lot smoother. It runs I think a lot quicker and a lot better than,
2: than two did. I think there's been some problem improvements. Although that again could be like a, a number of factions or map size thing. Cause the map is quite, uh, is, isn't quite as large as the other one was at least as yet. It might, they might uh, still be expanding it and stuff. So, um, I dunno, I, I think it is different from two and I think that I'm going to have to get like used to those differences and like get more into playing three specifically. Um, it's still better than one i will say that i was not there's really something one then. there's
1: there's something yeah. yeah it's an improvement on the so, uh, the first edition
2: yeah so it's it's still a solid game but i don't think as yet it comes up with two so I'd, i might have to revisit this in like a year or two and be like hey it's gotten better or no it's, it's ah, the same good idea. yeah anymore. absolutely uh, um but until then i think i'm gonna have to
1: give it like a i think like a seven which is a bit low uh, but, that's low for you because you usually yeah what was it the the Doctor Who game you gave like an 8 or yeah, something? 8.5 8. 8. Oh, wow. 5, so again
2: again don't go play like the game <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's better Look, than it Total Warhammer to 3 confirmed uh, no it's 20. definitely not it turned out like it's
2: definitely worse than Total Warhammer yeah. 3 it's just yeah. I have so many good memories wrapped up in it that I can't
1: sort of separate it out fair enough um, fair enough yeah all right, brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to jump in next, if that's the right game, and go through my game. Uh, and it's called Monster Train. Now, Billy, you actually don't know what this game is. We had a little discussion before no. we, we came on air. Uh, it's a, something you might actually really be interested in, because I know you like your roguelikes, um, and you. you like your your card deck building. Games. This is also true. Yeah, see, I'm getting to know you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's sort of a combination of both of them, the game I want to relate this to a lot, and I will keep doing this, is Slay the Spire. So if you've played Slay, Slay the Spire, it's very, very similar to this, but also, well, there's a lot of different uh, features to it, let's just say. So yeah, it's, it's a game, a deck building game, sorry, of, of I think it's about 250 plus cards, a bunch of artifacts or boons or however you want to call them, and a bunch of upgrades for all those cards too. So yeah, I, I downloaded this probably about three, four weeks ago. Uh, w- with the intent of playing something very similar to *Slay the Spire*, and that's still, I think, maybe apart from *Hades*, one of my favorite roguelike games. And it's it's a mix of, uh, you know, like I said before, the the card-based strategy as well as the roguelike progressional system too. And I think I, that just for me, that sort of genre is perfect. So *Monster Train* it has both of them in. There's a lot to love about this game. Don't get me wrong. I, I I'm sounding like I'm going to critique it in a minute, and I will, but I want to make sure that you guys understand that this game is actually really, really good. It's got a very unique playstyle in terms of how you go through your, well, through your run, I guess you could call it. You essentially have to. This is going to sound really weird, and I, I'm sure you struggle picturing it. But there's a weird heart thing on top of a multi-story train going on. Obviously, it's the train's running, and you place minions on each of these floors to stop uh, an oncoming army of enemies essentially Uh, and these enemies have hp and and health and various um, sort of unique identifiers think of like hearthstone for example with your battle cries with your death rattles with your Mm. multi-attacks and everything like that And, and the aim of the game is to essentially go through these different levels along this train so you keep chugging along uh, and then defeating a, a couple waves of of these enemies, and then once you've done that, you unlock upgrades or new cards or or various boons and artifacts that you can then use to upgrade your your run and your deck and and whatever, and proceed and beat the well increasingly progressively hard uh, enemies. So that's you know it's it's, it's sim- similar to other roguelikes, uh, and I hope I've explained the whole gameplay aspect of it enough. It's-
2: Sounds a bit like some of Hearthstone's like single player modes.
1: Yes, yeah, I, it's it's true. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities with that. the 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 difference being, well, mostly is the actual sort of the situation that you're in every time you go into battle. So the enemies will start on the first row, and then they'll have one wave of attacks against you. Uh, and your minions which obviously you get to place the cards down of uh, and there's spells and everything too uh, and your job is to basically uh, sift or do as much damage to that that wave uh, as possible which will then if they don't die be sent up onto the next level so it's your choice whether you, you you know do you put all your powerful minions on the first floor to hopefully continually wipe them out and then hope that none of them get through to the second level or do you put some good minions on each floor and hope that over time they won't sort of you know get too strong and, and then destroy yeah your minions and everything goes terribly wrong and you your heart at the top of the the train gets destroyed so there's a bit of you know there's very very much a tactical aspect of it which is which is brilliant um yeah and in each different fight, sort of holds a, a unique boss as well i think that's pretty cool so every every different fight there's a unique sort of finisher boss that comes on a last wave that has some cool unique trait uh and you can also before you even go on the run you can create your deck few sort of a mix of factions essentially Essentially, they're like imagine like orcs or mages or something similar, and they, you know, the mages will have a certain spell like a fire blast spell that will do two damage or three damage or whatever it was. And the orcs are more uh HP centered and so on. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a good, it's a good uh base and a good uh play style, and I do love it. The pro I do have a few problems though, and this is a lot to do with the fact I, I relate this game a lot to Slay the Spire, and I know I've mentioned that already a few times, but each quote unquote run so you start to the end defeating i think it's about six bosses uh is very very short and it's different to Slay the spire because in Slay the spire you've got or oh, however many fights that you go ahead and do and it takes ages to to reach the end and the end boss is super tricky and you'll basically hardly ever beat him apart from the one in 1000 times that you try and through these runs you get so many different artifacts and boons and changes and upgrades that every time you do your run it's so different to the others. There's so much versatility to the styles that you can do but the fact that the run is so short it sort of limits you, you to a very few or not it doesn't extend your I guess you know what I'm trying to say the The adaptability of your deck and it's not as cool in my opinion um, you can't really make your deck crazy OP with loads of synergies um, and it has sort of less build types overall than slayer's fire too um what i've established from playing is that it pretty much also just boils down to how much your units have in terms of damage and hp there's no real there's no real other way of doing it yeah there's spells and you can do these and it you know create synergies and you can get extra healing or you can do double damage in certain builds but it's really just can you kill all these enemies that come in before they kill you? And when you boil it down, it's just not as exciting to play as other other roguelike games. But the thing is, the playstyle style is so unique and fun, but it just doesn't have that wow factor that I think some of the other roguelikes I've played do. Similar to, I know it's not, it's the same genre, but Hades, you know, Hades, Billy, uh, of course you do. The... the Every run you have, you know, you can use a different weapon to start with, and that completely changes it. But then you can have uh, focus on, I don't know, using your special or dashing or yeah, anything like this. And it's so adaptable and it's different every time. I just think there's too much similarities between every run that it's just not as enticing to play it over and over again. And I think that's one of the key components of a roguelike, in my opinion. Is that it's always got to be different every single run. Otherwise, you'll just get bored because it essentially is the same thing every single time. So yeah, that that's pretty much uh, my analogy of Monster Train. I have gone into it pretty uh, pretty far. I still still do think it's a good game. There's just a lot of problems. And I don't, you know, it, I may not have unlocked the rest, or there may be a longer run uh, ready for me now that I've gone through the first stage. I'm not too sure, so I'm gonna have to spend more time playing it. But at the moment, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I think that's fair enough.
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't know, I was really unsure about what you're going to rate that based on how you described it. Because to me, it sounds like it's not necessarily the best game, but the thought behind it is really, yeah. really big. And it's, therefore, you get more score for that side of things than it yeah. actually playing as a good game. You know what I mean?
1: It's a game, it's a game genre that I absolutely love. Um, but the problem is, I just think there's, better games that do yeah. pretty much the same thing and i've played them already so it's a bit you know you go from slay the spider which i highly rate and i play that all the time to, to this game i just don't think it holds its own against it but who knows it's it's different in ways that it's similar in, in other ways so you know you're just gonna have to either play it for yourself if you're interested in these sort of roguelike deck building games and and i'm pretty sure it's on it's on game pass i did actually buy this one on on steam but yeah it's on it's on game pass so uh, free to play if you have that uh monthly payment down okay all right gabriel
0: Right. So, yeah, I have a bit of confession, really, because I have not really been playing many new games this month. I've actually been spending a lot of my time this month revisiting my old-time classics, my old-time favourites. So, for example, I've just about completed Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. I've run through that from scratch just because I felt like it, to be honest. And another game that I've been revisited, and this is my game of the month is Crash Bandicoot, right? Okay. And for those that don't know, you can get, well, it's a bundle of one, two, and three, all into one, and it's called the Insane Trilogy. Right at this minute, and I just looked before I we started this show, you can get a CD code for this game for under £10. I think I saw it for £8. Now, that is incredible value for money in terms of you're getting three of what and i've now I've, I've talked about crash bandicoot a million yeah, yeah. times on the show of how amazing i think it is probably one of the biggest classic games that has ever been made you can get that and it's two you know sister versions or whatever all for that price i think it's just phenomenal um my favorite of the three has to be uh crash bandicoot 2 cortex strikes back which is for those that don't know, this is the one that I played when I was a kid first. And essentially you're in a kind of laboratory space station type thing. And what the aim of the game is to complete all the levels on each of the level. And then you can go up a platform to the to a higher level. And yeah, it's just a platform game. You play as as, as a bandicoot character. The visuals are amazing. The music is amazing. Everything about this game is good and it and, and is actually the best of its version. I don't think I've ever played a platform game that is as complete as Crash Bandicoot. And I'm particularly interested and in, 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 into platform games. I remember when, when I used to, um, I know we talked about um, free game platforms back mm. in the day, like mini clips, um, yep. all, all of that kind of stuff. And one of the things I always used to search for before even going to a website was best free platform games because i just love the whole concept of um you know parkour jumping etc and i know sometimes you have different views of how you look at it crash bandicoot is third person for example and sometimes it can be you know bird's eye whatever whatever it be but yeah i i just think crash bandicoot is pretty much perfect and like as you can expect i I can't fault the game and especially now considering how good the value for money is i i really can't see why i should give it anything less than a 10 to be honest wow yeah it's gonna be my second 10 i think um and obviously it's a kind of cheating because this is one of my favorite games it's a remake of one probably is one of my favorite games if not my favorite game so bit cheating but yeah it it is a 10 hundred percent and i urge anyone who is into this kind of thing to go out and get it, or at least watch some gameplay, get interested in it, and see if it is your kind of thing. But yeah.
1: I, th- I think a lot of, well, for what I gathered from from your uh, what you've said there is the, the value for money, you, you know, you said £8, that we haven't really, well, previously on the show, we sort of don't take the, the money into into context when we mm. when we do our ratings and i definitely think you have but uh, do you reckon if it was the original price would you still rate it a 10 out of 10 or is it just purely the game that you're judging on and it's just a, just a benefit that there is so cheap or
0: that's a very good question and i and i'm a great person to ask that because i did buy this game when it first came out and i did pay something like i don't know what it was like 40 quid for it yeah sure and i was not disappointed i would do that again and again and again but obviously i'm biased but i i don't regret it i think it was good value for money whether i'd still give it a 10 that's maybe a different matter um but then having said that like it just does do what it says on the tin you know like there's nothing that it doesn't do so actually by definition maybe it is a 10.
1: i think it deserves from what you've said i think it does deserve a 10 like it's one of your favorite games You've been able to replay it again and still enjoyed it just as much as the first time, if you not more, it.
0: because the, a lot of the you know the bugs from the PlayStation One days have been yeah. sorted. Not to mention the graphics, not to mention even the soundtrack. I only found this out today, but the soundtrack got a massive lift going into this game, oh, and wicked. obviously it's already an iconic soundtrack. But it's yeah, they just they didn't just remake it; they remade it and made it twice as good. You know.
1: Brilliant. All right. Well, that's uh, is that your, you said you was your second number 10.
0: I think Forza Horizon
1: 5 was my only other 10. Yeah. From my okay. So Yeah. yeah. Like that. yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and you're not sure, go
2: listen to all our previous <laughs>
0: episodes
2: <and> find <laughs> out. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. If it goes through one by one and, yeah. and let us know. Mm-hmm. Or if you just remember, email us and tell us hey, it was this one, you fools. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Right. That's it for our, for our game of the month. Um, now we're moving on to the prestigious, in my eyes at least, 2014, and looking at yeah. some of the greatest games that were released this year. So, as I always do, every single week we've had this section or, or focus on the show. I've gone through a few of the the top games, just as a to give you guys listening a a bit of a an insight into what was released. Because Gabriel and Billy may not include these games on their top five, so. To begin with, I'm going to go through these. Alien Isolation, Dragon Age Inquisition, Wolfenstein, The New Order, uh, Dark Souls 2, Far Cry 4, Bayonetta 2, Destiny, um, obviously Destiny 2 being such a massive game still, The Evil Within call of duty advanced warfare oh dearie yeah. Me. Yeah, dear me
0: <laughs> that should not be <laughs> I, that I, I i i i found it so funny looking at all the top 50 lists and seeing yeah. advanced warfare in all of those lists and just thinking like yeah L- little I get did we that, know <laughs> i mean i get that it's call of duty and it kind of has to be on that list but seriously guys this is the this is a, a yeah. obliteration of a call of duty they have completely <laughs> ruined this game like uh,
2: oh, I, do you really not like advanced warfare it I was not
0: it, it
1: was yeah. yeah it was
0: having said that i played it an alarming amount yeah. <laughs> like, I
1: played uh, that's it the problem loads. with call of duty is you <laughs> sort of have to when you're into that sort of genre this is why
0: yeah. it's not the top 50 it's your fault
1: gabriel i know it
0: literally <laughs> is i am part of the problem but there you go
1: shocking all right so mo- moving on from that abysmal uh game <laughs> mario kart 8 forza horizon 2 uh diablo 3 Divinity, Original Sin, This War of Mine, Watchdogs, and I just wanted to put another one in. My favorite, what well, one of my favorite games of all time, Hearthstone was also released in 2014. Mm. So that's a big one. Weirdly, for
2: me. you know, weirdly, the game isn't actually called Hearthstone. It's,
1: like, it's I was looking at this. It's called yeah. like
2: Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft. And I'm like, Wait, it's what?
1: I, yeah. I, I, No one ever calls it that though. That that's the thing. Yeah. It's sort of, It's just Hearthstone, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So like last week and the week before and possibly the week before that i brought in a list of the highest grossing games of this year of 2014 all right so obviously these aren't just games that were released in 2014 and they're not even well it could possibly be some of the games i've just mentioned but yeah it's just interesting to see what drew in the most amount of money uh, rather than you know, the games that were critically acclaimed and, and, and all that. So starting off with number one, and we had this last week. I'm pretty sure too. And that was is, puzzle... this, is this puzzles and dragons? Yeah, yeah. puzzles and dragons. No so way. I've never again. I've never really <laughs> heard of this before. Uh, Gun Gung Ho Online Entertainment Softbank Group. Uh, I think that's what it says. And it's a puzzle game uh, on mobile, and it's supposedly free to play. But clearly, if they're bringing in 1.5 billion dollars in revenue and
0: revenue,
1: etc., etc. etc. It's one
2: of those. It'll be microtransactions up the wazoo, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah,
1: surely, surely. In second place, Crossfire. That was, I think, I first place two weeks ago, and that's the the ten cent first person shooter that I've ah uh, yes, um, that that was uh,
2: that's that's I think really big out in like Asia and stuff.
1: Yes, I, I imagine it is. I imagine it is. Third place was our previous number one, if I'm correct. And that was Candy Crush Saga. One point three billion dollars in revenue uh, wow. this this year as well. So obviously that's still killing it. Number four, and I don't think this was mentioned last week. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gabriel, because you might remember it's something that you've played. I know I've played a lot on, on my mobile when I was uh, when I was younger, and that's Clash of Clans.
0: Really? Wow. Nice. That's, yes. that's. I don't think. I, I've, now now you mention it it seems to ring a bell of it being up there for last sure. year but um i don't think it was that high last yeah. year that's for sure it's definitely so that was up. number
1: four number four that was um yeah and I, I don't know whether it was released this year or last year um my memory uh, is failing going me, back but... and checking it it wasn't
2: in the top 10 uh, in 2013 oh cool yeah uh, well, but it was also it was released in 2012 actually
1: Oh, well, so that was a few years until it got to its... Uh, I think that's usually the case with sort of standalone mobile games is they they don't really have that massive boom on on release. It's sort of people yeah. eventually after a few it's years... you seeing your on.
0: mate uh, whip yeah. out their iPod Touch and being like, oh, what's that? And then, yeah, then buying it. Like, absolutely, you
1: know I mean? yeah, without doubt. Okay, number number five, League of Legends again, still killing it, just under a billion dollars yeah. in revenue this year. No surprises there. Mm-hmm. Number six, Dungeon Fighter Online. Again, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. And I think it was on last uh, was on last uh, year's uh, highest grossing games, but it's a beat-em-up. It's on Windows and it's free to play. So the first buy-to-play game that uh, had the most revenue this year and we're all gonna <laughs> I know we're all gonna annoy each other. Well, I'm gonna annoy you guys by saying it. And it's it is actually a call of duty advanced Warfare. No, <laughs>
0: oh, of course. Yep. Well, I mean, can I, I elaborate game. on this though? Because talk about microtransactions and in-game purchasing, right? The first Call of Duty that took that to a new level, you had YouTubers spending thousands and thousands of yeah. pounds opening those supply drops to try and get the weapon variants it's the first time they did it in Call of Duty the weapon variants and my gosh did they make a hash of it like it was it, it basically they made it as close to counter-strike as you could go well but in, yeah you know what I mean not I do know what you to mean. the same extent you know people weren't was, sorry was go on, Billy press F to play respects game
1: it is might have been. This com- you know, it actually is this might be. Where that been. comes from? I think, I think it was. Might be. It was yeah, in a campaign where they uh, they in. So, I don't know whether it was. Somewhere in America it's or Earth some funeral. funeral or something. Yes. R- right at the start of the game, I think it's one of the first but- well, interactive buttons that you oh. press during the campaign. Yeah, so that's yeah. A yeah. internet history. There, I-, I think that's the best thing to come from this game. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and know. and
0: maybe you know, and Kevin Spacey was in the campaign. I remember that being like a big sort of. Um, you know, controversial thing like yep. and, and him playing such a big role in it and advert. You know, he was basically the cover child of this Call of Duty.
1: Really, yeah. I remember of.
0: seeing all the all the adverts with him in it because
2: yep. it's like a, a digitized version of his face and everything, which are- oh, well, yeah. it was completely next gen,
1: wasn't it? It was you know with with the release of the the consoles last year or, or in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you think this is the year? thought you know they've had a while to. Uh, obviously, they've learned the new system before the, the release for the games that came out last year. But, you know, this is really where we start going, quote unquote, next gen. And mm. they tried it and yeah, there was parts of it that were next gen, but oh my, they, they mm. screwed up so massively really with this did. game. You know, I know you touched on the, the weapon variants. Now in CSGO, obviously they're just cosmetic variants.
0: Oh on, yeah, that's a good but, point. Actually, but on yeah. this
1: game, I want to establish for people that might not actually know this, you had, basically had to go through and buy these chests and there was a potential chance that you'd get and like legendary also guns. just
0: quickly you do unlock these chests but at a very slow yeah. rate and even yes. then you've got a chance that you get one of the amazing variants straight yeah. on.
1: So yeah these the thing is if you wanted to play this game on multiplayer and be competitive and always try and do your best, you had to buy these boxes and find these weapon variants. Otherwise, you would be just stat to stat behind the people that you're against because most mm-hmm. likely they had that gun. You can't jump into this game and play it a little bit and expect to do really good with the guns that you're given at the start. Mm-hmm. You had, I think it was the, an AK-47. I remember it was an RIP or something like that. There was an AK-type. I remember uh, the RIP yeah, RIP, yeah. yeah. I don't know um, whether Gabriel...
0: Oh yeah, oh it's gonna annoy me. There was a bow variant. The bow was broken. The first gun you unlocked on that game was yeah. broken, which didn't make it. And also another great thing that Advanced Warfare brought, skill-based matchmaking, you guys. Oh, you know how yeah. great that was for Call of Duty. You know, everything just centered on this Call of Duty. And I am I'm 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 really being mean to it. There were some good parts. To it, and for example, the one v one sniper mode I thought was amazing. The dedicated uh, lobbies where you could only use snipers, I thought that was amazing. But yeah, there was so much going wrong with it that it just distracts me.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, and obviously we haven't even mentioned this yet—the double jumping and the exosuits. Yeah, Disgusting.
0: Yeah. They did them really badly, and uh, I've not. yeah. i M- mentioned all of those movement, all of those, those highest-grossing games apart from the, the last they uh, three, and that was, was, just, was a world war just World war of Warcraft war war. and Destiny. Anyway, just, it came out this year, so that in yeah,
1: five, well, half a billion dollars in revenue. So, guys, we've gone through that. That took a while, but we're going to start off with your countdown. So we'll do this fairly quickly. Uh Gabriel, your number five, please
0: so yeah number five um and before i do just honorable mentions the first plants versus zombies garden warfare console sure. edition which didn't make it onto my list yeah um, but definitely an honorable mention there which i noticed you didn't mention on yours yeah um but number five for me was sunset overdrive which is a oh, very interesting wow movie.
1: that that brings back memories that does bring back memories wow and I think the reason for that is because
0: it was marketed to hell and back when they released yep. the new consoles. It was yep. on every TV commercial, it was on every Xbox page. Like, and to be fair, they did actually create a bit of a buzz about it. I remember thinking, oh what's this about? You know? And I, go on, Billy.
2: I remember watching a, a playthrough of this. So one of my one of my favorite YouTubers played through this. It was it's a really interesting game. It's very very funny
0: exactly it's it's very and it's trying to be funny as well it's not trying to be serious or whatever it knows exactly what it is and i think that's what's so charming about it for those that don't know what the actual gameplay is about essentially this city gets taken over by the release of this energy drink which turns people into zombies and you are one of the main survivors um sort of doing little missions for other survivors um it's very skater based actually it's got quite a big skating engine so it's almost like a hybrid of a skating game and also like a sort of grand theft auto shoot 'em up third person um yeah it, it's it's i actually is a really good game and i remember thinking actually i could do with jumping on this again <laughs> uh, again because i i never completed it but there was never really a reason i didn't complete it it wasn't because it was boring or anything i just didn't get around to it it's an amazing yeah. game so i recommend it
1: Fair enough. I, I I played this when I first got my Xbox, and I'm pretty sure this was the year that I got it. Uh, I, mean, I don't know whether it came with the Xbox that I bought or not. I know that it was released for free at some point. Mm, um, that's it.
0: That's why I got it. It was on yeah. the original before the Game Pass as a thing. We obviously had the yeah. old games with gold back yeah. in uh, 2015. That might have been it. Yeah. yeah,
1: that might have been it. That's what I think. it might have been when I played it. And yeah, it, it was cool. I think there was a lot of things about it that weren't it, it wasn't a, an amazing game let's just say that I, yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much but yeah no it's fair enough right Billy your number 5 uh, Mario Kart 8 nice.
2: is my number yeah. 5 um, oh, I thought
1: that
2: would be it was on there out this year. Uh, obviously it's not the Nintendo Switch version because I've not owned a Nintendo Switch it's the Nintendo. Uh, it's the Wii U version so okay. it's a bit of a change for most people imagine uh, it, it's a Mario Kart game I, I i don't know what you're expecting <laughs> uh, it's got some like yeah i mean i mean it's got some got some like nice features i i, I sort of like the um the anti-gravity and the hang gliders and that the, was the
0: new addition there. for that yeah. game wasn't it the
2: anti-gravity was the new thing yeah because mm-hmm. uh, the one the previous one which was seven i think had, had the hang like, gliders the, had the hang gliders and like the underwater sections and stuff right uh, but Other than not like it, it's solid it's a solid mario kart game it's got some new interesting new tracks old ones you love, all that sort of thing. Uh, but it's, it's a Mario Kart game. It's it's just like all the other Mario Kart games. Solid yep. game, but nothing yeah. to Fun fact I did find out while I was researching for this though, it's apparently the best selling racing game of all time. Is what? Is, is it Mario Kart is 8? Mario Kart 8. What?
0: <laughs> no, what is it? That is
2: baffling to me, that. 51 million copies. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Yeah. Oh, only I, only, I, only I... those are the Wii U version.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think so. I'm interested to see whether Forza Horizon Five long term overtakes that. Uh, it obviously would take some doing and probably a lot true. of years to accumulate that amount of sales. But I mean, still, I, I think Mario Kart has its advantage
2: there, which is that it aims at kids, yeah. which true. are always more likely to be able to go like, "Oh, I, I'm willing to buy this game because it's this game." It has the name slapped on it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah? very it, true. The the, the whole uh, that sort of Mario, well, all all the Mario games have that you know that advantage due to the fact that. Well, yeah, they're Mario games and people will buy them because they know yeah. that the previous one was good and this one will definitely be good too. So, all right. Okay, number four then, Gabriel. My number four is
0: Assassin's Creed Unity, which interestingly enough is actually my first Assassin's Creed that I ever played. I know I did talk about Black Flag for on last show, uh, mm-hmm. but that's because I revisited it. I didn't actually play that upon release. Okay. So this was actually my introduction to Assassin's Creed, which, quite frankly, if you've ever played and you get on with it, is an amazing franchise to get into. You know, if you like stealth, if you like parkour, if you like uh, history and nice architecture, and I think that's a big part of it.
2: I feel it's worth pointing out there is like a, a very severe divide in the game series these days between like all the games that came before. And then I think it's like um, Origins, the first one that changes the series like massively.
1: Yeah. I, th-
0: I think it might even be um, Unity where we got the first, it might even be this one. I'm I'm not sure to be honest, um, but I know that the format of Unity was new in Unity. Um, but then the, the thing is yes. they, they switch up so much, you know, like they always sort of try and do different things. Yeah. Oh. Um,
2: what, what i'm what i'm saying about the divide is that like in origins and odyssey like the, the newer games is that you don't have like the oh i've got the hidden blade i one hit kill people with it thing anymore everyone has like a health bar and stuff which is very much a, a newer thing in the series to my understanding
0: yeah. i i see no i see what you mean i see what you mean and that is true yeah th- this was definitely in the days of one blade combat the traditional um like Ezio look cloak you know that kind of that kind of aesthetic um it was actually set in france this one uh and i found that quite interesting just because i think i don't know uh, french history does kind of a little it interests me a little bit it's quite close to home being british and and seeing what their architecture was like hearing and and seeing what what it was like in that time period um but yeah assassin's creed unity great game number four
2: cool billy number four number four my number four is again i don't think many people have heard of which is monument valley uh, monument valley is is a well it's it's a mobile game actually uh it's a puzzle game you play as a princess who is trying oh. to fix some unknown disaster in the, the that happened in the past um it's all about sort of manipulating uh, like uh, architecture that perspective looks isn't like it? The... Yeah. yeah. yes so you you change things so that they they work the way you want them to uh-huh. which is it's a really enjoyable little puzzle game it's it's really well made um, and I've, I've i think i've played through it entirely twice now uh, there was a it's, second it's one released solid, as well isn't there there is a second one which i've never actually played uh but that, that came out in 2017 yeah uh, but it, it's it's a really interesting game uh there's there's no real story to it like there, there is a story but you're only given like hints and bits and pieces by mm-hmm. talking to like ghosts and getting shouted at by crows and stuff um, and your character is the silent princess. But it's, it's a mobile it's... game, so you, yeah, you don't expect it, it to have
1: like a huge storyline to it. It's sort of just one of this, those.
2: This is this is true. It is. Uh, it's it's really enjoyable. I I do recommend people pick it up. I think it's free. I remember it being free when I picked it up. I don't know if it still is. Uh,
1: yeah, I I did play this a long time ago, and I've I've got to say it's very aesthetically pleasing. I think that's the. Oh, it is. The main, you know. Yeah. It, it is very
2: polished style to it, which is very pretty, which I really quite like.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, right. Bronze places now, gentlemen. So, Gabriel, what is your bronze number three?
0: Bringing home the bronze medal for me is Forza Horizon 2. I'm not cool. going to go into too much detail there because I know we talk about it loads, but yeah, I probably spent summer of 2014... Most of <laughs> most of that time was spent on this game, put it that way. I think they introduced the road trips, the online road trips that year, which was really interesting, and yeah. not to mention the amazing soundtrack, which I still have songs popping up in my playlist, which I was introduced to by this game. So there we are.
1: Enough said, enough said. Mm-hmm. Number three for you, Billy.
2: So my number three is uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of hey. Craft. as I have been told. I have to call it now. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, well i don't have to really describe hearthstone it's like a deck builder but there's a lot of single player modes we, we've talked about it on the show before i yeah. think it was one of your your game of the months i think tom
1: uh possibly very possibly if not i will definitely bring it up as one because i definitely yeah. think it deserves to be, uh, be there
2: yeah it, it's a digital collectible card game it's still being updated now which is kind of Absolutely. insane. It's like eight years since it came out um Almost eight years, eight years last week, I think, came out on the
1: 11th. Yeah, something like that. Uh,
2: so I, I've just looked up, yeah, 8th, 11th of, of March 2014. So Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a very solid game. It's had like 100 million players. It's always someone to play. There's always something new to do as well, which is quite cool. Uh, and there's a lot of single-player mode, which is some, something I really enjoy as someone who isn't uh, particularly enamored of spending thousands of pounds to try and win a digital card game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> <Me. laughs> yeah, uh, yes, uh, well, but I uh, I think it's it got most of its original player base from sort of people who played uh, Warcraft, which yes. I think is cool because it, it's obviously got a lot of play into that. But I, I do think that you can just pick this up and enjoy it as a game that it is, which is, is something that I
1: as I say, I, I recommend you do pick it up, it's it's free. Well, it's so. it's a proven you know you could think of the likes of well, the more recent legends of rune terror which is a card collecting game based on the league of legends uh, universe and lore and and these things do so so well it's a whole it's a completely different type of genre and type of game than you know the universe that it is but it just goes to testament that the warcraft yeah. universe was so good and is so good that you they've managed to create a game which is arguably more popular than the well than warcraft is at the moment so well,
2: Warcraft at the moment has uh, people, everyone shouting about the story, but yeah, yeah, we won't
1: go into that. Yeah, and and yeah, like like you said with the single player, I I, I want to make sure this is clear too. <laughs> They've actually drastically improved that side of things over the past few years before you'd have to buy the bundle that was released with the new cards and that would therefore unlock the story mode in which you could then go and, yeah, yeah, the adventure mode to go and collect some of the the rest of the cards or something like that. (laughs) But uh now you can you are well, there's so much available for you and so different there is. game modes uh to,
2: to be fair, you can still play a lot of the old adventures. You have to oh yeah you still have to purchase them or purchase yeah. them with um in game currency, which is how I do it, because it takes longer, but it is free that way. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. But true. You,
2: you can still do it, which is quite it's quite cool that you can still go back and go like, Oh, I wanna play, you know, uh Knight and Yeah. Oh, the other thing I have to mention, the uh the expansion, like they have loads of expansions. Go watch the trailers. The trailers are fantastic. Almost oh, all of them.
1: Yeah, Blip, the Blizzard trailers have, have always been fantastic in terms of what they're trying to get across yeah. and everything like that. The most recent one uh, yeah. as well. I can't actually remember the name of the the new expansion, but it it was oh, Wicked Shadowlands. If you're talking about uh, World of Warcraft. Oh no. Um, the oh, recent most Harsten. recent Hearthstone one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, good Lord. It's a brand new, I think it's getting released in a matter of weeks. So, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It's, a, it's something about being underwater and the, the visuals is... You, you, they're in a submarine going through these you know wondrous places and it's yeah it's to, cool. I
2: to that, I don't think, don't think I've seen that yet because I, I know that the last one I was aware that came out was um, Fractured
1: in Althraic Valley yeah that's the the mini set that. well not mini set but it's one of the the ones that had a mini set as well yeah. and everything like that yeah. Um,
2: but yeah the trailers are almost always in song it's great
1: yes it's good it's good so it's definitely they definitely perfected their style of of, of getting these things across to us yes so. Absolutely. Right. Brilliant. That would have been my number one, by the way, just as mm-hmm. a heads up. Gabriel, your second place what well, the silver.
0: So second place for me, I have gone for what is, in my opinion, probably the biggest sort of market disrupting game in my experience, just based off who I play with and the sort of demographic of players I play with. And that game is Titanfall. Now ah, when okay. Titanfall for... Um, just to back up what I've just claimed here. um, When Titanfall first came out, it was essentially pitched as an alternative to Call of Duty, especially in a year where, as we've already uh, described for context, Call of Duty really was not having a good year. It's it's safe to say. All of a sudden, this game comes out. It's kind of faster paced than Call of Duty. It's different to Call of Duty, but it has the same actual like you know kill time and stuff like it's not that alien you know generally if you're used to playing call of duty you jump on another first person shooter and you're like okay this is a bit alien this is a bit weird um but this one was actually a very nice parallel and yeah the 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 concept of titans which for those that don't know is when it's almost like a specialist ability. And when you've charged it up enough, you can spawn in this Titan, which you then jump in. And They're all of a sudden... giant robots you get to shoot people with. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, and so the battlefield just halfway through becomes a massive robot battle, which is yeah. also a really cool thing. And and yeah, it was just revolutionary, a big disruptor in the market. And I think for that those two reasons, it deserves a second spot
1: brilliant yeah i I played a little bit of it i don't think i was i don't think i was that into it but it it, it definitely i definitely remember playing it for a while there was brilliant aspects of it but i think it's just me being so addicted to the call of duty series yeah i even with the game like advanced warfare i was playing that with the majority of this year
0: Mm. what i would say though is if you looked at your mates who probably like mine tom at that yeah. time were all over call of duty yeah. the week that titanfall came out it was alarming how much you'd see on your friends list like oh the x is playing titanfall. Yeah, it was, it just, yeah, absolutely. there was that initial like just everyone was just playing titanfall absolutely. and it was it was massive
1: yeah true that billy silver medal
2: yeah, silver medal for me is again a game that. Well, technically, I'm I'm t- t- stealing a re-release because we didn't mention in the last two years when it got like, originally released. Um, okay. So I'm picking something I think is actually a, a sort of a masterclass in character, which is uh, Thomas was alone. Um, oh. Thomas was alone is a puzzle platformer about uh, AIs inside a computer mainframe, and none of the AIs actually speak. It's all voiced over by by uh, I can't remember if the person who does it. It's um one of the the English guy from Assassin's from the first like three Assassin's Creed, I think. Um Danny Wallace that's to it's done. Uh but it's uh, and all, all the characters are shapes of different sizes and colours. Um and all of them have like their different powers. So like some of them jump really high. One of them can swim um there's some like dissolve if they touch water. And oh my God, does this game make you care about those little coloured squares? Yeah. yeah. It is it is a masterclass in telling, in like getting you to to
1: empathise and sympathise with your characters. It is fantastic. It was re- originally released in 2010, so it's actually 2012, well, I think. I, I've got it here that it's a flash-based browser game uh, in October oh, if you're talking 2010. About the browser, yeah. Yes, that would make sense if you are talking about the, the browser version, yeah. yeah. The game um, was expanded and released for Microsoft Windows uh, in, 2012, uh, in 2012, so you're absolutely I, yeah, correct on that. I was talking about that that version. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it, I, I do recommend you play this. Again, as far as I'm aware, this is another one of those, those games you can pick up for free. Um, I think it's free. Yep. It certainly was when I played it. Uh, but it, it, it is great. It's got a lovely little DLC on it too, where you get a jetpack, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it is the the stories about these characters that draws you in. There, there's there's platforming. But the game plays solid, but it is just another platformer in that sort of respect. Sure. But I, I do think it is the,
1: the the stories it tells about these characters. I think are very important. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Now, gold medal places, lads. Uh, are we? Uh, is this something that is this, comes of a surprise to us, Gabriel, or at least? The last few weeks, we've had something. Well, we've had your first <laughs> be very, I very, quite, I quite typical.
0: Now. Yeah, I see what you're implying now. No, yeah, you, you. I'm, I'm hoping that this will come to a surprise to you in the sense that no, it's not FIFA or something <laughs> okay, obvious. Cool, cool. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, It's actually Destiny, which is a little bit obvious, oh, okay, but it, yeah. Okay. Now, talking about alternatives to Call of Duty when Call of Duty was in its worst hour. Now, Destiny answered the call. What I will say about Destiny, the biggest annoying thing about that game... Made
2: by the same people. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, (laughs) yes. Apart (laughs) from the fact that it's made by the same people, which is a very good point, um, it it relied on you having the DLCs, right? And that was a bit really annoying because you'd you'd fork out 40 quid for Destiny and then all of a sudden to actually play the game and keep up with people, you'd have to then fork out the best part of 60 quid on expanding the game which was a bit crazy having said that upon expanding the game you arrive at just one of my favorite all time xbox games probably um why is it that's why is that the case because the, the law and the universe that you get sucked into for one. I know I've mentioned a lot of times that I'm into things like Warhammer 40k, and it's it's very similar to that. Actually, it's sort of outer space, extraterrestrial yep. universe set in the future. Um, the, the the separate classes you can make. So there's three separate classes, and you can basically create a a, a really good club for each of those classes. That's if you are really good at the game, you can mm. essentially and and switch up the way you play it. Um, they have awesome things like raids, which is essentially where you and a squad of five of your mates go and do these mad puzzle. Um, I don't know how to describe them. It's, almost, it's a mixture of parkour, boss fights, uh, little, yeah, like, say, puzzles that you have to kind of do. Um, and each time you get really great loot. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a quest for loot, really, Destiny. It's yeah. a quest for getting the best guns and, and and that, and I really do like that kind of game, and they did a really good job at it, um, and yeah, Destiny, great game. Wicked.
1: Okay. I, I think the only thing I've got to say about that is uh, I played the demo that came out for free before it was released with one of my good friends from school. Mm. We both played it, and he fell in love with it. He you know, he went on to play this game a ridiculous amount of hours and it was, I think he'd even admit that he was very try-hard at it. Um, and I was...
0: You couldn't not be try-hard at Destiny. Yeah. That was what was the a kind of, I think that's why you either love it or you hate it. It's a bit yeah. marmite because if you don't sweat it and get really into it, you are just going to have a bad time.
1: Yeah, I, I played the, the, the free troll and I don't think I ever picked it up after that. I don't know why. I just think maybe it was a mix between seeing all, all, all of my friends you, you know get on and play it and have an absolute amazing time. And me for for the demo anyway, it just didn't seem like something I was too interested in. Don't know whether that's just because I was busy playing other games or, or or anything I can't really remember. But yeah, I don't know. Not not one for me. And I didn't ever pick up the second uh, Destiny either. So Fun fact:
2: The servers are still up for Destiny One, so if Gabriel wants to go back and play it, and then talk about That's it next month, game month, so you can probably you can, as far as I'm aware, yeah, you can still play Destiny. Of course, cool. Billy, right.
1: Yeah, number um, one.
2: So I am a huge fan of Tolkien. So my number one for this year is uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Um, yeah, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor is a really interesting game. It's sort of like an Assassin's Creed game, like the like Unity and, and yep. like Brotherhood and all the original yeah, ones, rather than, uh, ones, rather than Origins and so on. Um, it has a couple of things that make it really interesting. The first is the, the standout feature of the game is the Nemesis system. So there are like uh, orc captains running around Mordor. I'm not going to get into like the story. The story doesn't really matter. It's the gameplay that that, that you want to be interested in. Um, but they're, they're like orc captains a Mordor. Uh, and if you fight them, uh, sometimes they survive, even if you actually kill them in the game. And sometimes they'll escape. And if they do, they remember you, which is one of the best things about the game because they'll talk about what you did to them last time. Like, oh, if you if you like scarred them or, like, or like, slashed them with a sword or something, they're like, oh, you know, you really hurt me last time. I'm coming back for you for revenge and all that sort of that thing. That is cool. It is. Yeah. Um, Something else I really like about it is the fact that when you die, that's sort of integrated into the game, which is something I'm always sort of a fan of. You don't just respawn and and get another chance. Your character dies, but then because of the story reasons, he gets back up from being dead. (laughs) Um, The combat is also really nice and fluid. I have always liked the, the sort of Assassin's Creed style combat, where it's not really... Most things aren't really a threat until the enemies get to you in, like, big enough numbers. Yes. But... It feels really nice how everything sort of flows. Um, I have to say, I, I didn't play the sequel because there is a sequel, called Shadow of War, which I, I never touched, because it looks so much worse than this, because it has a lot more focus on, like, leveling and grinding and stuff. And in this one, like, you can upgrade your, your gear, and you can upgrade, like, uh, your character, but really the game isn't about that. It's about running around being... Uh, like a half-dead man with a sword who goes around killing orcs. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Cool. All right. Well, that was yeah. I'm I'm glad Gabriel, your your number one wasn't so yeah, it wasn't FIFA. Uh, yeah, it wasn't FIFA. <laughs> <or> Call of <it laughs> I think that yeah. goes to testament at the, to the games at the time. Defo. Yeah, brilliant. Guys, thanks thanks for that. I am now informed on your 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 favorite games of 2014, and hopefully I'll try and remember that in the future. We're gonna move on uh, swiftly to the news roundup. So I don't know who wants to start first. We'll go with Billy this time. Uh, take it away, Billy.
2: Sure. Uh, so there's a couple of things. The first one is that there is a Skyrim mod to allow you to explore Morrowind. Um, so Morrowind, if you're unaware, is the home of the Dark Elves in the Elder Scrolls. Um, and there was a mod back in 2013 that was supposed to add the entirety of the uh, the place, which is insane, considering that's never been done in any of the Elder Scrolls game. Um, now that hasn't been updated for ages, and although there is like a, a mod called Beyond Skyrim, which I think plans to add like the entire world at some point or something equally insane, um, that's not happened yet. Someone has revived that mod though; it's called Shadow of Morrowind, uh, and it's been ported to uh, Skyrim Special Edition. Uh, now it's not quite working yet, and they are still looking for like people to come help them create it, uh, but they they do want to sort of. Uh, get the whole thing up and running. They are saying that they don't promise that it will match with everyone's expectations of Morrowind because uh, The Elder Scrolls has lore about as consistent as Warhammer or Warcraft, which is to say, not very. Um, Also, Skywind, which is a mod which is going, I'm going to create The Elder Scrolls 3 within Skyrim is also still a thing that's coming along, which (laughs) is also completely insane. Um, But yeah, so cool Skyrim mods still working go look at them and the other bit of news is about elden ring so there are already hackers for elden ring and they're already deciding to troll people uh in this case they're they're hacking people's games killing them and doing a glitch that means when they like when they log back in so so they crash the game when you log back in you fall to death immediately so you're just stuck in a loop of infinite death so Um,
0: evil imagine being that
2: guy (laughs) it is so there are a couple uh there are a couple ways of dealing with this um Obviously, the first one is just, just turn off online play. Uh, but I know a lot of like Dark Souls style players don't like to do that for reasons beyond my comprehension. <laughs>
0: um,
2: so the other one, you can you can back up your saves. Uh, so they, I'm not going to go through the whole like file thing. You can find the file where your saves are. You Just copy paste that back in and out, and that'll fix the problem for you. Or if you have if you have excellent reflexes, you can warp while you're falling because like there's like a fast travel teleport system. And if you do that while you're falling, uh, you should be okay it'll get you to to somewhere else so you don't get trapped in this loop forever.
1: I just do, is it something that someone can patch? Surely you know, like there must be a, a detection system patchable until
0: somebody figures out a way to counter your patch and yeah. then vice backwards well, and forwards, true. backwards and forwards. Yes,
2: well. Maybe, because there was, there was a, a hack like that in Dark Souls 3. Um, although that, I believe, was actually so much worse that uh, Dark Souls 3 PC servers are still offline, to my understanding, which is kind of insane. Yeah. But uh, it, it, this one doesn't seem quite that bad. But uh, hopefully uh, Bandai Namco will fix it because they're the yeah. people who are making the game. So hopefully that will get fixed and everything will be okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
0: Yes. Okay, Gabriel. Cool. So my first bit of news this week is more uh, Warzone news. And you may remember that on last show, I mentioned that there was an upcoming mid-season update for Call of Duty Warzone. It is now rumored that this update will include the release of a new map, which is basically a remake of Rebirth Island, which is Warzone's smaller map. So it's basically the smaller version of the main map. They're now rebranding it, remaking it. A new teaser trailer has surfaced, surfaced posted by the official Raven Software Twitter account. They released the map's new logo, new areas such as Docks and Stronghold. It appears some already established areas are remaining the same, such as the chemical engineering plant and the Nova 6 factory there are theories that the maps could also offer a vastly different gameplay experience compared to last, um, compared to last time. This is mainly to do with, you know, the, the balancing of weapons, the speed of the gameplay, things like that. Um, equally footsteps volume. I think the a lot of criticism in and around the old Rebirth Island was that essentially it just becomes this <laughs> lobby of people listening out for each other. That is basically yeah. what it is. And, yeah. and it's a bit, you know bit tedious bit bit sweaty so i think they're trying to try to take that out um the map is confirmed to be dropping next week although the exact date has not been provided as of yet
1: brilliant okay
0: next bit of news is that on sunday that has just gone, so that's 20th of March. Fortnite launched a new season, and Epic Games has announced that all proceeds from the first two weeks will be donated to Ukraine-related humanitarian efforts. As part of the effort, Mike... The Voice. River Radio.
1: Of the Thames Valley.
0: I'm strong, no, I'm All the suits
2: and the ties will march in a straight line, death. Still need cash
1: to buy their freedom